This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Famous Quotations and the idiom to talk the hind legs off a donkey. Do you know where I got the idea for today's episode from, Ali? I've no idea, Dave. Well, let me tell you, Ali. Mm -hmm. It all arose from a conversation I was having with one of my students, Reagan, in Beijing. Ah. We were discussing coordinating conjunctions. Oh, get you. I know. Sounds like I know what I'm talking about, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you do. Mostly. Cheek. Anyway, we were talking about list sentences. Oh, like... Today I went to the shops, in my mask, of course. Of course. And I bought some apples, a box, some cheese and a dog. Exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Reagan and I were discussing the finer points of using and before the last item in a list, mm -hmm. like you did. And I was saying, while it's true that formally you should always use and or or in that position, if you are writing creatively, sometimes... You don't have to adhere strictly to the rules. Controversial, Dave. Are you advocating breaking the rules of English grammar? Well, not really. Well, well kind of. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as I said to Reagan, to quote the artist Pablo Picasso, in order to paint the way I paint, first I had to learn how to paint. So, in other words... You have to learn all the rules before you can break the rules. Hmm, <laughs> still controversial. I know. And you know what's even more controversial? Don't know. Well, I'll tell you. After my lesson with Reagan, I looked up the Picasso quote. Mm -hmm. And it turns out he never said it. Oops. <laughs> with the closest quote from Picasso that I could find was, Learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. Oh, I like it. Yeah. And it has essentially the same meaning, I guess. So, where did you get the first quotation from? <laughs> no idea, I. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. But it got me thinking about quotations. Ah. They're often really funny and witty. Witty means cleverly humorous. That's it. The sort of quick-witted reply you wish you'd said. A bon mot, to use some French meaning a good word, a witticism, something clever and amusing said as part of some dialogue. There's another French phrase that's related to a witticism, l'esprit d'escalier, which translates as the spirit of the staircase. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Meaning you think of something witty and clever to say at a dinner party, but unfortunately, you think of it as you're walking down the stairs, leaving the party. Yeah, I'm the, familiar with that. Do the French dine upstairs? <laughs> Maybe they do. Or maybe you're going up to an apartment. Ah, OK. Yeah. And I use l'esprit d'escalier quite often in my lessons, actually, to illustrate the difficulty of not being as fluent as you would like to be when you're speaking English in a social situation. Mm. It's really hard trying to keep up, isn't it? Because you want to be as clever and as fluent and witty in English as you are in your own language. And it's really frustrating and difficult. <gasps> and you feel like a child. The thing is, you have to keep practising and practising. It will come eventually, that fluency. 
You just, and we, with yeah. our Portuguese, I know. just have to keep at it. I know, I know. Anyway, where were we? Ah, yeah, quotations. Do you have a favourite quotation, Ali? Well, not a favourite as such, Dave. Uh-huh. Favourites are so last week, darling. <laughs> but? But, Mark Twain, the American writer of the 19th century, best known for his novels about Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Oh, yeah. Oh, his real name was Samuel Langhorne Clemens, just so you know. Good background information. What about the quote? <laughs> I was coming to that. Sounds. No problem. Anyway, here's a quote attributed to Mark Twain. I've lived through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened. <laughs> I like that. So, I was listening to a guided meditation and this chap was talking about anxiety and worry. Yeah. And he came out with this quote, which I'd never heard before. Now, I can worry to professional standard. True. And as anyone else who is a worrier knows... In our heads, we've lived through some terribly tough times. (laughs) You know what? I think what you said then is a better quote. In our heads, we've lived through some terribly tough times. That should be one of them memes. You know, the ones you get on Facebook with a photograph of a beautiful sunset as the background. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I'm better than Mark Twain. (laughs) Yeah. Well, tell you what, though. What? It's not 100% certain that the rather wonderful Mark Twain actually said or wrote the quote that you said. You're joking. (laughs) I'm not. I had a dig around on the internet and it turns out that a lot of the quotations attributed to Mark Twain are actually misattributions. Oh, well, that's disappointing. I know. Can't believe everything you read on the internet, I guess. Mark Twain said that. (laughs) You can't believe everything you read on the internet. Did he? (laughs) Not really. This is the problem with quotes from famous people, though. Because if it's someone who was famously witty, chances are that over time they've been credited with witticisms that other people have said or written. Which is a bit of a shame, really. Mm. Because it makes it quite difficult to verify these things. But does it matter? What do you mean? Well, does it matter if quotes aren't attributed to the right person? Well, I suppose it depends on who said what and when. If you were famous rivals, for instance, Mm -hmm. and you said something witty and it was later credited to your rival, you wouldn't be too pleased, would you? I guess not. You'd Mm. be fuming, mate. (laughs) This last story is about stealing somebody else's clever sayings. Oh, go on. I love a good story, me. Hmm. The American artist James McNeil Whistler, famous for the painting Whistler's Mother, mm-hmm, was well known as a man of great wit, as was his friend, the poet and playwright Oscar Wilde, famous for the importance of being earnest and the novel The Picture of Dorian Gray. Mm-hmm. Now, it was known that Mr Wilde would sometimes shamelessly appropriate the witticisms of others and pass them off as his own. Oh dear. Naughty, naughty. (laughs) So anyway, Whistler and Wilde... Sounds like a comedy double act. Morecambe and Wise, Little and Large, Cannon and Ball, Ladies and Gentlemen, Whistler and Wilde! A lot of obscure English cultural references there, Dave. But... Anyway, Whistler and Wilde were out together one night with some friends and Whistler said something particularly humorous and clever 
not really sure what he said. This has been lost in the midst of time. And Oscar Wilde laughed and said, I wish I had said that. To which Whistler retorted, You will, Oscar. You will. (laughs) (laughs) It is alleged that Oscar laughed long and hard at this, as he often did when the joke was on him. And this was a good one. Now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? Picture the scene. You're just about to settle down with a good book and a nice cup of tea. Your favourite. And there's a knock on the front door. (laughs) It's your Uncle Fred. Now, he's a lovely old chap, but he never shuts up. In fact, it seems as if he never actually pauses for breath in between anecdotes. He talks incessantly to the point that he is actually exhausting to be with for any length of time. As you would say, Dave. Uncle Fred. He could talk the hind legs off a donkey. Oh, aye. So, any idea where this idiom comes from, Ali? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. (laughs) I'm not going to go on about it. Ha! But it looks like it's a pretty old idiom, going back to the 19th century and possibly earlier. The hind legs are the back legs of the quadruped in question. Very nice. And because it's true that horses or donkeys don't generally sit on their bottoms... The idea of this idiom is that if you talk for long enough, the animal collapses backwards through exhaustion. That's really sad, actually. Yes. You know, Australians have got a similar idiom. Mm -hmm. To talk the legs off an iron pot. Oh, I like it. Yeah. (laughs) And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always... We hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in touch with us? You can email us at properenglish, all one word, at sapo.pt, or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them. And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us. Friends, family, anyone who's studying or learning English... And make sure you like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. And it's worth bearing in mind that every episode we've done is available out there, not just the latest ones. So you can listen to everything we've ever recorded as many times as you like. How many times, Dave? As many times as you like. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.